Today's episode of the Sports Headline Show is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? Well, with HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy home cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Guys, look, as someone who loves chicken and trying to get healthier by the day, I really, really enjoy their chicken taco salad that they have listed on their menu right now. It's one of my favorite items that they are currently providing right now. So make sure you guys go to the link, click to the link in the description on podcasting platforms and on YouTube and go over to HelloFresh. You guys will get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Again, guys, an $80 discount, including free shipping on your first box. The link and the promo code will be down in the description. Please, guys, this offer is limited. So please go over, click the link in the description, and, you know, let's get back to today's episode. Listening to the most authentic place in sports. It's the Sports Headline Show. Here are your hosts, Sean Davis and Warner Sanker. What is going on, everybody? Warner Sanker here to give you the number 15 team here in our uh, NFL preseason power rankings. It is the Minnesota Vikings here coming in at number 15 with a very, very Respectable, uh, respectable rating, I guess we, you would say, at 79.05, just ahead of the Titans and just behind the next team, which you'll have to wait and listen to the next episode uh, to figure that out. But um, the Vikings have always been a competitive team, especially under Mike Zimmer. Um, they have had a few um, playoff appearances. They've had few playoff wins they've had a few playoff miracles and comebacks uh as well um just in the last few seasons just for reference um they have beat new orleans on the minneapolis miracle or the minnesota miracle whatever that's being called uh to stefan diggs um they have had um another comeback with a walk-off touchdown in overtime uh, to Kyle Rudolph against the same Saints, uh, Saints. and um, you know they've just been a solid team year in and year out. They were seven and nine last year, um, which is a respectable record. They finished in third in the um, in the NFC North, just behind Chicago, who was eight and eight. Again, not that much better. And on a team with who's missing their best pass rusher, has a young secondary, um, and has uh, an oft injured running back with a not great offensive line, you know, seven and nine is not a bad record uh, for them in the slightest in 2019. I'm sorry. Um, in yeah, in 2019, uh, they were a good team uh, coming in with a record at um, 10 and six, making the playoffs in the wild card. Um, then 2018 against under Mike Zimmer's as well. 
they were eight, seven, and one um, and missed the playoffs. That was Chicago's year where they went 12 and four with that dominant Khalil Mack led defense. Uh, but 2017, again, they make the playoffs and they actually win the division going 13 and three. Uh, so a very, very capable uh, coaching staff, uh, although they did lose an, their offensive coordinator, uh, coordinator Gary Kubiak. Um, they replaced him with Clint Kubiak, um, who's now the offensive coordinator, who's going to run the same scheme, uh, probably with a little bit of variation to it. But I think they're excited for what they have here with Clint Kubiak. And um, I, I think their offense isn't going to admit um, – their, their offense isn't going to miss a, miss that much of a beat. Um, they lose Kyle Rudolph in free agency. He is now a New York Giant. Riley Reef to the Bengals. And uh, Anthony Harris um, also left as well. But, you know, I mentioned bringing in Clint Kubiak, promoting him from inside the organization. Um, they draft Christian Derisaw. And then the rest of their additions is really defensively. Michael Pierce comes back off an opt-out last year. Uh, Anthony Barr and Daniel Hunter, both uh, from injuries last year, come back, but they bring in Dalvin Tomlinson and Sheldon Richardson to shore up the run, as well as get Michael Pierce back. Uh, they bring in Patrick Peterson, a veteran corner, Brashad Breeland, another veteran corner, and safety Xavier Woods uh, for depth there in the secondary. So they're looking to be a solid team with a, a defense that's not going to give you any easy yards and an offense that's just going to keep pace. You've got Kirk Cousins. Um, who is QB1 here in Minnesota. He will uh, come in and rank 16th right behind Derek Carr and right ahead of Trevor Lawrence, actually. Um, it's, it's really it's, it's tough to rank these rookies because Trevor Lawrence could be leaps and bounds better than Kirk Cousins, but he could also be much, much worse if he were to be a bust. So uh, that, that's tough ranking rookies. But just behind Derek Carr, um, the the veteran, I guess you could say he's right in front of is Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan. Um, so very similar quarterback to Matt Ryan, if we're being honest. Uh, they draft Kellen Mond right behind him uh, to kind of give him a little, little tap on the shoulder, like, hey, man, um, you're the starter here. You're QB1. But if you're not performing well and, you know, we're relying on Dalvin Cook to get all the yards and uh, we can't really – you, you can't close out games. I mean, you're in your 10th season. You're 33 years old. We just drafted this guy in the, in the third round out of Texas A&M that we're more than comfortable with taking your spot. Um, I think just to give him a little tap on the shoulder, like, hey, listen, you still got to play, play your, your behind off because we've got a guy waiting in the wings for you um, to, to take over there. Um, Nate Stanley and Jake Browning will round out the quarterback room. Um, for this, for this Viking squad. Um, and you know, it's, it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is going to give you what Kirk Cousins gives you. He's going to give you about 180 to 250 passing yards a game. Usually, um, he's going to throw some really, really nice balls to his receivers, but he's also going to get bailed out by his receivers, um, as well more frequently than say an average or the, than an elite quarterback uh, would like an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes um, or even a Tom Brady would. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think is a really good way of saying it is he's a, he's a poor man's Tom Brady. Um, he's a guy who is not mobile at all. He's going to just stand in the pocket. He's got 
you know, Brady's got really elite pocket awareness and, and, um, and, and pocket presence really good at stepping up in between his offensive linemen to uh, maneuver through pressure. And Kirk Cousins is fine at it. He, he's, he does a decent job at it. He's going to stand in the pocket. He's going to deliver an accurate ball. He doesn't have a cannon. He's not somebody like a Josh Allen who's going to back foot at 70 yards downfield. But Tom Brady has a, a pretty respectable arm. He's definitely got a better arm than Kirk Cousins does. And when you have Kirk, when you're Kirk Cousins and you've got, um, moving to the receiver room real quick, we'll get back to running backs. You've got Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. You're more than fine with just letting those guys get open and you delivering an accurate ball over the middle of the field in the uh, you know NFL caliber throw where you go you know 15 to 25 yards downfield and uh, he can make those. He, he's he's not you know he's not that washed up. Uh, I don't even want to say that washed up because he's still a capable quarterback here especially in this system. But Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, they bring in D.D. Westbrook from Jacksonville. They have Chad Beebe and B.C. Johnson as well, um, both working likely out of the slot this year. Um, you've, you've got K.J. Osborne, Amir Smith-Marset, uh, Wyatt Piler, Blake, Blake Prohl, who's been making a lot of plays in the preseason, um, Dan Shisnea. If I said that right, hopefully um, at, at receivers, so you've got depth through throughout the receiver room as well. You've got guys that can uh, still get open and make catches. You've got a burner in DD Westbrook. You've got um, your your two like get open no matter what. And Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, I'd say, is more of a deep threat than Adam Thielen is. So while you're lacking that true, you know, vertical deep threat. Um, you get a little bit of that in D Westbrook, but you're not even looking for that with Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins, it is not one of those guys that has 99 throw power in Madden. He's one of those guys that has like 85, 86, if you use Madden's roster, um, who's just, he's going to make the throws that you ask him to make. And if you're not asking him to go back foot 60 yards downfield, like a Zach Wilson, then your, your offense is going to run smooth, assuming he doesn't turn over the ball and have those, you know, those just doy Kirk Cousins moments that, that he'll give you every season. Um, so it, as long as Cousins can contain those moments, I think you guys, the, the Vikings will be just fine in terms of the passing game. They also have Irv Smith, uh, who's an athletic tight end, um, somebody who, you know, can get open, make catches, do a little bit after the catch as well, uh, which, you know, Kyle Rudolph wasn't really much of an after-the-catch guy, especially later in his career. You've got Tyler Conklin behind him, as well as Brandon Dillon, uh, Zach Davidson, and Shane Zyles, Zleistra, I believe. Zleistra is his name. Um, so, you know, you don't have that superstar tight end, but there's only like four of those in the league, and uh, you can definitely thrive without it. You've got a guy who's athletic enough who can uh, make plays when he needs to, especially when you have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen um, on the edge. He, he, Irv Smith's going to get his one-on-one -on -one matchups, and if he wins those matchups, then he'll likely get a check down from Kirk Cousins or, or you know, a uh, ball over the middle from Kirk Cousins. Because, again, Cousins is not noodle-armed uh, Drew Brees from last year. They have Dalvin Cook coming out of the backfield at damn good back uh, who's better who's a better rusher than receiver but he's still a really really solid receiver um, who can make plays in in the passing game behind him of course Alexander Madison one of the better backups in the league uh, you've got pretty much exclusive receiving back 
in Amir Abdullah, um, and then Kene in, Guan, in, in Guanu, I believe um, is the pronunciation there. Um, along with, of course, AJ Rose um, to fill out the backfield. So as a, as a team, um, the backfield of the Vikings actually does rank second in the league um, with the Cook-Madison pairing. Cook is arguably the best rusher in the league, I would say, um, with explosiveness, quickness, reading the play, uh, extending, the, extending the run. Um, if there's a guy in the backfield, he's not just going to get mowed down, uh, sort of like a, a Derrick Henry, who's a notably slow starter. Uh, and if you can catch him between the tackles before he starts to get moving, you can make a play, especially if you're a bigger D lineman or, or, or a solid uh, linebacker, a bulky linebacker. You can make a play on him, um, whether Titans fans like to hear it or not. Derrick Henry is, is not necessarily going to be shrugging people off and stiff arming everybody uh, in behind the line of scrimmage like he does when he's on the perimeter um, facing, albeit smaller DBs. Uh, now, he's still a beast in the running game, but just be, just because he's that good doesn't mean that somebody can't be better. And Dalvin Cook uh, is a better running back. Now, uh, Christian McCaffrey, you could argue being better all around back, but running backs are exclusive or are called running backs for a reason. They're there to rush the football and then catch passes. And 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 Dalvin Cook does that. I think the best in the league. Um, and then as a receiver tight end group, um, the Vikings come in ranking just behind Seattle and just ahead of Cincinnati. Um, at the number eight ranking in the league. So really, really talented um, core um, for, for the Vikings that's really going to hang on to how well their offensive line plays and however well the offensive line plays will really dictate how well Kirk Cousins plays because Cousins can be a good quarterback, but he can also be a top 10 quarterback if he gets really good um, play from his offensive line. And I think a lot of that's going to, rely on first round draft big Christian Derisaw um, out of Virginia Tech. He's going to be slight uh, starting in at left tackle, likely with Brian O'Neill, who's a very solid tackle in his own right. Over on the right side, they've got Garrett Bradbury, who's a respectable center in the middle. And then uh, they're filling out the guard position with Ezra Cleveland and Wyatt Davis, likely um, Davis rookie this season, but they have options at guard as well. Uh, if not Davis, they have Mason Cole, um, Cole Cabral, uh, Dakota Dozer, um, who are who are guys that can uh, slide in into guard uh, pretty easily. So uh, they they also have solid depth at tackle, and uh, by solid I mean they they've got a guy um, who can be you know fine at tackle, and that's Rashad Hill, twenty uh, nine year old out of Southern Mississippi. He's a he's he's a he's a fine replacement level um, lineman if if they were to face an injury to Darisaw or or O'Neal. But as a group, they come in ranking 23rd, just behind Jacksonville, just ahead of the Texans. But um, you know that's all all of this can be well and good, but it's all going to come together based off based off of how Clint Kubiak uh, performs as the offensive coordinator. Right now, uh, offensive coordinator. Clint Kubiak, uh, the play caller for the Vikings, is ranked 16th in the NFL, just behind Cliff Kingsbury and just behind Tom Downing of the Titans. So two guys 
that were promoted from within in Kubiak and Downing back to back here in our rankings. But um, overall for the offense, the Vikings with a 79.11 are going to rank 17th, just behind the Patriots and just ahead of the Bengals. Um, actually pretty comfortably ahead, almost two full points ahead of the Bengals, but uh, neck and neck with both the Patriots and the Titans. Um, as the rankings get a lot more competitive as we get closer to uh, the top 10. But um, I, I'd say a really solid offense. Look for them to be um, averaging like 120 yard, rushing yards per game. Um, and, uh, you know, along with that, 220 to 260 um, yards in the air. And, and, and I think it's going to rely on the, they're going to be a run first team and they're going to, you know, play off of the run. So as long as the run game is going, which it's Dalton Cook, so it's going to go, they're going to be a, a capable offense here um, to, you know, compete. They're not going to be as good as Green Bay. Few offenses will be, but they will definitely, they, they will definitely be able to be sort of that top 15 offense that assuming all these defensive acquisitions work out like they want them to, um, it could, it could definitely, um, continue to success down the road and potentially even in the playoffs as anything can happen in seven, uh, 17 game season. Uh, moving on to the defense though, as a pass rushing group, the Vikings will come in ranking 15th in the league. And uh, that is largely due, if not all due to um, Daniel Hunter coming back off of injury. Uh, he had neck problems last year, but he is that true number one alpha pass rusher. He's just pure muscle and vein. Um, if you've ever seen a picture of him and his biceps and forearms are crazy. He looks, you know, he probably is at like 10% body fat and still nearing, you know, 270. So um, he is a stud um, in the passing game, but that is a huge get um, for them to, you know, every, every good defense is going to have that alpha pass rusher. It's just, it's just going to happen. And, and that's because if you can get that top edge guy, then everything else really falls into place because the quarterback is going to have less time and uh, therefore it's going to be more prone to make mistakes. And if his receivers aren't getting open, snappity snappity off the release, then he might be in trouble um, behind under center. And that's what Daniel Hunter brings to the team. On the other edge, they've got Steven Weatherly, uh, who is, you know, a, a bottom tier two, a number two pass rusher, I would say. Um, he's more more like a depth piece, but he he's what they're going to end up rolling out. Um, although they have other guys that can definitely come in and step in and do the job that Stephen Weatherly, uh, Weatherly does. DJ Wonham, Jalen Holmes, uh, Patrick Jones, um, Hercules, Mata Afa. I believe um, they, they've got guys that can um, that can come in and and, and re replace um, at least uh, Weatherly's contribution on the defensive line. Getting Michael Pierce back, Dalvin Tomlinson and Sheldon Richardson. That's going to be a very very good rotational group of interior defensive linemen, nose tackle types. Um, I, I don't think they really need to worry about necessarily stopping the run, but. Um, None of those guys are are at least are even good pass rushers. They're all average uh, pass rushers, 
coming from the interior. So this pass rush is really going to rely on Daniel Hunter and Daniel Hunter staying healthy. So, um, you know, I, I think, I think if Hunter stays healthy and racks up a full season, he's looking for 12 to 14 sacks. Stephen Weatherly's probably going to get a good six. Uh, Tomlinson will probably get four or five. Richardson, four or five. Pierce, probably two or three. But, um, you know, Hunter is going to bring pretty much all of the um, production from the pass rush. But the run defense um, is, is where these guys like Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Sheldon Richardson really shine. And, and that's because they are big, beefy dudes who can shed blocks and, and fill up holes. Um, so Eric Kendricks, obviously, in, in the middle – they signed Nick Vigil and Anthony Barr. Barr may not start the season, but he's still a really, really good linebacker, really an edge rusher coming out of college, but has really translated really well into that hybrid sort of linebacker uh, that can drop back, rush the passer, play well against the run. Um, and, and he's really been a staple in Minnesota since he was drafted. Um, one of those guys that's that's still hanging around for them. And he's, he's a very capable backer against the run uh, with Eric Kendricks. They're going to be a formidable duo like they are always, but while Daniel Hunter is good against the run, he's kind of light. He's at, he's at a good 240. Um, Steven Weatherly. No, he is what he is. He's, he's Steven Weatherly. He's, he's going to give you, you know, below average number two edge run help. Where it's at, though, is with Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson. De Michael Pierce plays the run exceptionally well. Dalvin Tomlinson plays the uh, run well uh, in the interior, and that's going to that's gonna close holes and free up space for these linebackers and Vigil and Kendricks and Barr to just come downhill into a B or a C gap or an A gap and, and knock the crap out of whoever's going to run the ball against them. Uh, David Montgomery, A.J. Dillon, um, and – whatever the Lions want to run out. I guess DeAndre Swift. Um, or if you ask Adrian Peterson, DeAndre not so swift. The run defense as a unit is going to come in ranking 13th here in the league, uh, just behind the Bengals, just ahead of the Eagles. Um, they are, um, you know, just a really solid group that's going to make it tough for these opposing running backs to um, to run the ball. And, and the plan is, I would assume, if you are Mike Zimmer, is to – uh, counter the way that all these teams that run this LaFleur, Shanahan, um, McVay scheme is to stop the run game so they can't then go play action off of the run. So they have to be straight drop back teams, which is going to help against your division rival and, and the biggest threat to you making the playoffs, the Green Bay Packers. Now, Aaron Rodgers is still a phenomenal drop back and just swing the ball all around the field. Pastor, he did it with for you know so many years under Mike McCarthy. But it's still going to hamper this offense uh, a little bit and all the other offenses that they'll be competing for in the, um, you know, in the wild card race, I would assume, if not, if not the playoffs, uh, you know, you, you're looking at the Rams, they run that scheme, the Niners run that scheme as well. Uh, and then other teams that are, you know, run first, Seattle's a run first team, presumably going to be a run first team. Uh, Dallas, we'll see what a relevant um, schemes up there for Dallas, but last year they were run on first down, run on second down, pass on third and long. And, and you know, that's that's likely what they're going to do again because Mike McCarthy over there, sorry, irrelevant over there, does not like to adapt. And that's why, uh, that's probably why uh, they're 
all-time Hall of Fame quarterback has one ring. Um, but moving on to linebackers here uh, for the Vikings, they've got a really, really good pair of them. Eric Kendricks, I think best linebacker in the league. What he brings in the past in, in the in the past defense, the the coverage game is phenomenal. He is the best pass coverage linebacker in the league. And I feel comfortable with saying that. I, I will take anybody on that simply because Eric Hendricks is a beast. Um, now, all three of these guys can stop the run, but when you have Eric Hendricks, who's the best linebacker in the league in the pass game, that just shuts down more windows for opposing quarterbacks to throw the ball. Anthony Barr, a, a really, really good linebacker in his own right. He's not any Eric Hendricks or, or Levante David, but he's still – a, a good linebacker and somebody that's going to make this defense better and not worse. And you also have um, Nick Vigil. And if, if he doesn't work, you know, what you're going to do, you're just going to put in Chaz Zerat, who who's slightly worse uh, at his job, but still a, a capable replacement level number three linebacker. And if you're running nickel, you're likely going to be running um, a, a four, two, five. Uh, if you run a three, three, five, so be it. You have hybrid edge, Anthony Barr. Uh, to assist you in that ranking as well. Um, as a group, the linebackers are going to come in number two in the league, just behind the, uh, the not the Milwaukee Bucks, but uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and um, just ahead of the San Francisco 49ers. And notice something. Each of those teams has an elite linebacker. Eric Hendricks for the Vikings, Levante David for the Bucks. And Fred Warner for the Niners, um, who just got a huge contract in this offseason. But moving on to the secondary, um, a, a very old secondary, we saw what they had um, last year, which you know they threw out a lot of a lot of young guys. But they signed Patrick Peterson uh, from Arizona, um, Cam Dantzler, Jeff Gladney. Uh, Rashad Breland, you know, they've got they've got bodies in here that can make plays. Hopefully Danzler makes a, a year or two leap um, for these guys or, or a leap from last year to this year. Um, Jeff Gladney coming out of the slot, you would you would hope that he makes a leap. You've got a veteran Super Bowl champion, Rashad Breland, uh, who can definitely come in and play some replacement level football um, uh, as a replacement level starter for the secondary. And you still have Harrison Smith. And it's safety number one. And yes, you lost Anthony Harris, but you replaced him with Xavier Woods, who is a fine safety in his own right. He's not a special, he's not special. He's that he doesn't do one thing, you know, particularly well. He's not a burner. He doesn't have exceptional zone instincts. He's not great in the run game. He's not a thumper, but he's just an all-around solid safety. And hopefully coming away from the toxic culture in Dallas and to this um, you know solid to elite level defense year in and year out run by Mike Zimmer behind Harrison Smith. I think he can make a, a good impact for these guys um, in the secondary. In terms of corner depth, you've got Mackenzie Alexander, um, who is likely going to be the number five corner, which you are perfectly comfortable if he's your number five corner um, because he is he's a replacement level starter in, in his own right. He's, he's a solid corner. He could also play some take some reps in the slot. Uh, Perry Nickerson, Ty Smith, Harrison Hand, Chris Boyd, all guys that can uh, come in and, um, and you know, play in a pinch. Now, do you want them starting? No. But are they going to start likely? 
No, because if Patrick Peterson gets hurt, hop on in Rashad Breeland or or McKenzie Alexander. If Gladney gets hurt, hello, McKenzie Alexander. Uh, so you've got that guy. If, if Peterson and Danzler both get hurt, you have a downgrade, but it's still Rashad Breeland and McKenzie Alexander. That's not too far of a downgrade. They've got a really, really balanced secondary if there's two starting outside corners go down. Um, now, do you want them to? No, because Cam Danzler could potentially have a breakout this year, and Rashad Breeland is an aging veteran who's only going to get worse, uh, and McKenzie Alexander has not shown that he can take that second step. Um, but you can still survive, um, if not thrive, with, with these guys, all depending on the pass rush and how well Daniil Hunter can um, stay on the field and produce on the field. Um, safety depth, you've got uh, Josh Metellus um, behind uh, Smith and Woods. You've got Miles Thorne, Cameron Bynum. Uh, so you've got other bodies in there that can you know make plays in a pinch. You, you don't necessarily want those guys in because they are significantly worse. But um, overall, you like you like what you have there in terms of in terms of a starting, you know, duo if your safeties, trio if your corners, and um, and and the depth that you have behind them. So, as a unit in the secondary, the Vikings will come in ranking twenty second, uh, just behind Jacksonville and just ahead of the Bears. Um, but you you are you know you're solid with what you got there um, in terms of in terms of secondary and, and overall defense. So um, defensively, the Vikings are going to come in with a respectable uh, ranking of 20th in the league, um, tied with the Jets actually at 77.88, um, just behind the Cardinals and just ahead of the Panthers. So um, into sort of their, their strengths and weaknesses, what they do well, they're going to have a good running game and they're going to have at least separation from the receivers. That's just, that's going to happen. They also have the bonus of running that really, really quarterback friendly uh, offensive production friendly um, scheme in terms of the Shanahan McVay LaFleur scheme. Um, and then they're going to have a disciplined defense. They're going to play hard-nosed football under Mike Zimmer. They're going to be able to stop the run. And um, I think Daniil Hunter is going to be able to get that pass rush going. So um, those are all, you know, really, really good strengths to have. But here, here's the weakness side of the ball. You do not have that up, upside or even, um, you know, potential dynamic quarterback, even, even the football team, for example. Both Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke can, or Tyler Heineke can be dynamic quarterbacks. Now they are not consistently dynamic, which is why they're not starting quarterbacks on the playoff team, but they can be dynamic. We saw it last year with Fitzpatrick. He was electric when he came in relief um, for Tua Tungvaluwa, and then we saw it in uh, in the playoff game against the Bucks with Taylor Heineke. Tyler Heineke. He is electric he's he's you know shifty in the pocket he can escape the pocket he can make throws on the run now he's not going to go ahead and bomb at 60 yards downfield or throw it off his back foot sidearm on a dime to the sideline for justin jefferson to or uh for terry mclaurin to toe drag it but kirk cousins isn't going to do that either 
and he's only getting older and he is less mobile and less creative uh, outside the pocket and in pressure. They also lack that number two pass rusher and um, really lack that alpha dog corner. Um, not every team's going to have Jair Alexander or Jalen Ramsey, but um, you know, most playoff teams have that number one corner. Even the Giants have James Bradbury, who, while he's not a top guy, he's still a solid number one corner that can match up against a, a different team's best receiver and, and at least do a, a respectable job, especially um, depending on the receiver and, and the receiver's strengths and, and type of receiver they are. But I think those are, those are some of the weaknesses they bring. But to take a look at the schedule, um, I, I think – you know, you start off on the road at Cincinnati. I think that's a winnable game. But then you go to Arizona across the across the country. I think they lose that game. They play Seattle at home. I think I think Seattle wins that game. And they play Cleveland at home. I think Cleveland wins. So they start off one and three. But going into the bye, they have Detroit at home and Carolina at home. I think they win both of those games. Although the Carolina one's going to be close, especially with Carolina Carolina being at home. So they're two and three going into the bye. They have Dallas at home. That's a win. They have Baltimore on the road. They're going to lose to Baltimore. Here is the true test in the Chargers. Very, you know, similar team um, in the fact of, you know, their positioning right now. I'd say L.A. is ascending with youth, especially because they have the youth of the quarterback. And Minnesota is descending because of Kirk Cousins and, and quarterback youth problem. But um, they they – Minnesota can definitely beat this Chargers team, and this Chargers team can base definitely beat this Minnesota team. It's going to be a pivotal um, game in terms of the playoffs, but I'll hand it to the Vikings here um, just, just for, you know, pity's sake, I guess, and to throw a little bone at Sean. Sorry, buddy. So I project that the Vikings are going to win uh, games against Cincinnati. They're going to beat Detroit, Carolina, Dallas, the Chargers, Pittsburgh, and Chicago once for a total of seven wins, and they're going to have 10 losses against Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland, Baltimore, Green Bay, San Francisco, uh, Chicago once, L.A., and uh, Green Bay again. So I think they go 7-10. and 10, They're going to miss the playoffs, but I think their floor, uh, I think their floor, they can lose to Cincinnati, they can lose to Arizona, they can lose to Seattle, they can lose to Cleveland, they can lose to Carolina. They could start off 1-5 and five going into the bye week, uh, they could even lose to Dallas, if, depending on what Dallas's offense looks like. Um, you know, I think they could potentially go four and thirteen. Um, I think if if everything goes wrong for this team, they can go four and thirteen and lose like seven, you know, two score games, you know, ten points or less games. Um, but on the other hand, they could definitely split the series with Green Bay. Uh, split with everyone in the division, sweep Detroit, say that. Um, they could beat, you know, the the tough teams, the Chargers, Arizona, um, maybe even Baltimore, and uh, pull out 11 wins and, and make the playoffs. So I think they're a very polarizing team, but I definitely see more of a downside than an upside. And with their over-under being nine wins, I think they're going to be right around that nine-win mark. Um, although... Again, I definitely see the season going worse before I see it going better. Um, so take that as you will. I have been your host, Warner Sanker. Thank you for uh, watching or listening to this episode of the Sports Headline Show, the number 15 team 
in our 2021-22 offseason uh, or preseason power rankings. It is the Minnesota Vikings. I will see you in the next episode. Peace out.